0: Kate! Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We need to giving. talk to someone about Louise. <laughs> <Bye. laughs> Today's episode of Gotta Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and to any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Mary Bowling, how are you, Kate? So lovely to see you. Uh, I feel like we should be whipping out the chest board. Oh,
1: really? Should and yeah, riding like white knights across to the other
0: side of the board um, to take it's on a bit whatever's there. Harry Potter kind of wizards chess, I guess.
1: You know, my brain instantly went to that Harry Potter scene in the first movie. I'm sure it's very top of mind for you because um, Bon, your um, beautiful six year old, um, who we may need to call now Bonnie Bonbon, <laughs> um, <laughs> such a good name. Now this guy is.
0: Hang on. <laughs> Who's this? This is Charleville, and this is Bonnie
1: Bonbon. Bon. Okay, Charleville and Bonnie Bonbon bon aren't invited. Aww. I know. Great name. He does get called Bonbon, bon, so it's really not that much of a stretch. Um, in case you haven't picked up, today we're talking about chest uh, on Bluey. Um, but yes, did did you instantly go to that Harry Potter scene
0: with um, wizard chess? Well, I know so little about chess that. I think I just yeah I realized that might be the only thing I know about chess. Though. Oh, <laughs> it's in Harry Potter. Uh, because Did you yeah, have a party? I, the, uh, like, I am learning like everything I know about the rules of the game now. I know from this episode. Really? Okay. Not in our house, but I I just missed the memo. I think or yeah every time anyone's ever explained it to me, I just my brain kind of melts, and I don't care. <laughs> but now I can call it chess. I might care more. but did you care more how How much should we care about chess? <laughs> I don't know. Um, did you ever play when you were little, or like did no, you play chess? Like we had the pieces. I was quite interested in them. But, no, I, I only wanted to play checkers and get kinged. Mm, it was
1: mm-hmm. always so
0: satisfying when you got to the other side of the board and then you had the little stack of two. Yes, very cool.
1: Mm, yeah. So, yeah, and look, if it's good enough for Chile to not be able to play chess. <laughs> I think it's perfectly <laughs> acceptable for us. Um, yeah, I too cannot play chess. I think I did at one point attempt to learn. I got given, like, a little – I want to th- – I've got this memory and it's very vague of like a little travel check. Oh, yeah, magnetic. That's always yeah, a cool like move. Yeah, like it was yep. sort of like a little, um, if you imagine like a little sort of napkin sort of folded in half size sort of container and then you open it up and then you could use the little round pieces as checkers, but they had the actual like night castle Queen sort of yes, pictures cool. printed on them. Very 80s. And I do have very sketchy, vague memories of like, Dad, teach me how to play chess. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it maybe went a bit along the lines of how Bandit went with Bluey, like (laughs) basically like copy me and then I got upset that all my pieces were dying. So, yeah, it was never really a thing after that.
0: Can I ask why you want to teach Bluey chess? Because smart people play chess.
1: I would like to learn though, did you watch The Queen's Gambit when it
0: came out on Netflix? No, basically Well, there's many things I don't watch, but this one I had an excuse. I'm like, well, I don't know how chess works, so I can't watch it. (laughs) Oh,
1: really? See, even though I don't know very much about chess, I loved that series and we binged it really quickly. Um, For people who aren't familiar, it's Anya Taylor-Joy who – um, stars as, I think it's a fictional, like, it is a fictional story, sorry, um, but it's sort of set in Cold War times about um, a young girl who's, um, I think she's in an orphanage, but she's, Turns out that she's a, a savant uh, for playing chess,
0: uh-huh. and well, um, smart people do play chess. Kate. Yeah, and
1: but this this elevates her out of sort Ooh. of this life of poverty, and um, then it sort of becomes focused on you know taking on the Russians, um, right, you know, in in the game of chess, and how she does that as a woman as well. Um, yeah, so it's I I really enjoyed the series, but um, yeah, even though I'm not that big a fan of chess um but yeah I I'm really like yeah this episode was surprising that I thought that they went there with chess like do you think um well six and five is too young to be
0: teaching the art of chess Uh, perhaps that's where look perhaps we're all in the same boat here Kate you and I uh um are bluey perhaps yeah you you need to wait till later to get that enthusiasm, and we both missed the boat because of it but i yeah I was relating to Bandit on this, not in the teaching of chess but in the moments of panic of oh, I haven't taught my child something yet, and mm. that that get in early enough kind of culture or like pressure put on parents is it I don't know if it's pressure, it's kind of it's almost the myth of like. Tennis or piano or if, if they're not, you know, a wonder kid at five and already wiping the court with everyone or playing their concertos, then you've missed the boat. It's too late to be great at it. Like, oh did, have you God. ever come across that kind of mindset? Because yes. I feel like that was in my head from a young age of like child prodigy. And if if you're not across it by five six, it's too late. Forget about it. <laughs>
1: I feel what you're feeling deeply not only from being a kid but from like experiencing it then as a as a grown-up you know because you know you're in a group of I don't know parents talking about what you're doing on the weekend or we had it recently actually with swimming like we Mm -hmm. started doing swimming lessons and then we got thrown into years of lockdown so we never got to really do them and then just with COVID and everything, we sort of put it on the back burner and I was sort of like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And then we had swimming week at Will's school lately and he was in like the beginner class
0: because uh-huh.
1: he hasn't learned how to swim independently yet. And, um yeah, and I really felt guilty about missing the boat on it. I was sort of like, you know, like he, he was five but because – you hadn't learned how to swim yet and and like I don't know if it's imagined pressure but yeah you see other kids doing stuff whether it's I don't know at Oz kick or soccer or whatever and yeah and you're just like oh should I be doing that have I have I missed something here (laughs) and then I just don't know how people make it all work like you know the parents that are ferrying their kids around to a million different sports I'm like
0: how how do you do that so uh, and then teach them chess around the edges. Like, yeah, it's impossible. Yep. And I think, you know, I, I don't know who that external pressure would be coming from, but your kid is always the oldest they've ever been. So you're yep. always going to feel like, well, I've had him for years now. Like, how have we not done X, Y, Z? But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I take a deep breath and remind myself, there are many more years to come. I need to be my own chili in my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's, I think, why I really enjoyed this episode. Um, also, Mary, I think, uh, you know, we'll talk about the music itself later, but just what you were saying about, like, piano lessons and stuff. Yeah, I, I learned instruments when I was young. I think my mum mm-hmm. started teaching me piano when I was, like, five maybe. And okay. Then- I wasn't particularly great at piano, so that's why I was moved into a woodwind instrument, you know, in sort of grade three. Surely that's harder. No, well, yeah, it is, but it's sort of more niche, so you can be a bit less good, I guess. I don't
0: know. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's but, more time to be a prodigy, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. But Buy I have think, some time. I think one of the things I'm like, you know, I just remember that mentality, like particularly like violinists if anyone here is like sort of musically minded, you know, unless you, yeah, unless you're a very good violinist and you're starting when you're like three or four, they're like, oh, people have missed the win- the, the window, <laughs> you know, and for, to being a, a prodigy. But I think maybe, and maybe this is because I'm approaching a significant birthday next year.
0: Oh, yes. like
1: I'm just sort of a bit like – well, stuff it, you know, like there must be hundreds of things that I can't do and what are the things that I want to do that, yes, they might take time, but maybe we can just do them anyway. Um, yeah, I am aware that we haven't started talking about the episode yet. But, um, <laughs> but um, John Legend, uh, Ooh, like yeah. a few years ago, was like he he hadn't learned how to swim and he shared quite a lot of videos at one point of okay. him learning how to swim as an adult and I was just like, well, You got to start somewhere, like you know. And like, he was I like, I love I'm that. I'm gonna suck at this for a while, but I will do it. And um, I just thought, brilliant, we need that modeling more than you know, chess five year old prodigies. So, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yes. you know, it might Thank take time. Okay, I'll show you the pieces. Who are the
0: little ball guys? They're called pawns. Prawns, no, not prawns. Pawns, hello, little prawn. I think. Lots of nods to parent uh, hang-ups and anxieties in this episode. But mm. I think uh, from the get-go, a very good a slight nod to the fans, straight up from Bandit. And so probably a bit old for Bluey, right? Oh, how old are you? Don't you know how old your own child is? I think I do, but just tell me. I'm six.
1: Are you still six?
0: Wow. i just love
1: that line like you're still six (laughs) like you know well
0: yeah like in his head yep you know it's been a while that this kid's been six in all our heads it has been 52 episodes season one 52 episodes season two (laughs) and now 11 episodes season three before we finally get to this and establish yes bluey is still six like That is a long six year old hood. Like, absolutely. Really long.
1: I mean, they probably drew it out as long as they could, right? But, um, you know, particularly because we then see um, Bluey celebrating her birthday in the episode
0: Pass the Parcel. Yes. Um, So seven is coming.
1: Yeah. But um, it's interesting, actually, because I forget if it was with us or if it was at one of the many events that we've stalked Joe Brum at, um that he said that they wouldn't age up the girls and then yeah, yeah and then, so is is that a, a definite thing did he say that they weren't going to age
0: them up or I think the question like i've i've heard that him say that in a podcast and possibly written interviews as well but um but i think the question was kind of framed will it be a birthday every season oh no. yeah yeah, so yeah i think now both of them have had a birthday. They'll always be seven you know, and five. The, the yeah, four and six or seven and five age kind of thing. Well, look, you know who knows. Oh, I don't even know when we're getting more bluey, and it's. I am not loving being in this state of uh, existential crisis. And but well, but we did see that there is new bluey coming
1: because um, there was a short clip. On um, Bluey's social media accounts this week, about um, yeah, flagging that it'll be on Disney soon. And there were a couple of frames of Uncle Sprite bowling cricket balls. uh, Yes. And looks like he had some pretty good fast paced form. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of um that episode. Surely it's got to be around Boxing Day. Like
0: is that, that would just- make sense? Like yeah. yeah. I I feel like you know, Christmas is coming like a steam train basically. <laughs> but yeah, if if somehow in there the remaining 15 episodes of Bluey might get dropped, uh, I I could definitely deal with deal with all that Christmas madness a whole lot better I feel and (laughs) yeah especially a nice slow-paced summer of cricket episode that we have been promised for a long time now that the the cricket episode of Bluey is coming.
1: Yeah I honestly think like Boxing Day is the great um, underrated Australian tradition day you know everyone's Got their presents from Christmas. There's none of the pressure or the stress of the day before. Ooh,
0: yeah. fridge
1: full of leftovers. All you need to do is sit on the couch and
0: eat dessert after every meal or snack. Like,
1: you know, <laughs> like, and the cricket's on. Ooh.
0: So so yeah. you're thinking the cricket episode might actually drop on Boxing Day. Um, that's, that's my, ooh. In which case, like if there was one every day, perhaps we'd get another Christmas episode as well.
1: Ooh. I
0: could do with that. Do you think
1: that that would age, that would then be more than socks? Well, it could be the Christmas
0: sweet, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> we could go back in time and just go with well, like.
1: like do they do boxing? The sugar like filled after Yeah. Well, that is swim. right. True. Yeah. yeah.
0: No. Mm. Oh, so many Are we ways it could go. to go. We're going to see the
1: Links Africa, you know, getting a spray <laughs> or yeah. they hit the pitch.
0: Totally. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it. Um, Okay, so we know Bluey's age. We know Bandit has uh, a bee in his bonnet slash what do chess pieces wear? King's crown um, (laughs) about chess. Um, But I love how this episode sets him up for a fail straight from the start that (laughs) he's introducing Bluey to chess and she refuses to call it chess. What's Chest. No, not chest. Chess. Yeah, chest. Okay, fine. I'm going to teach you how to play chest. Okay, fine. He just accepts that he's going to have to take one for the team there and it really just paves the way for where this whole episode is going to go. (laughs) (gasps) A horsey! I've got one too. Okay,
1: so he's the knight.
0: No, he's a horsey.
1: Yeah, but he's called the knight.
0: No, the knight sits on the horsey.
1: Well, yeah, that's true.
0: Everyone knows that.
1: Perfect comedy fodder here, really. Like, the names of the pieces are funny. I mean, yeah, when they call a... Porn a prawn, oh, and
0: make, yeah, and are going to call it anything else?
1: <laughs> no, exactly. And um, I love how there was a, this almost like quite meta discussion about and the night You know, mm-hmm. within you can just tell that that was a conversation that I don't know, probably Joe Brum had at some point where it was like, "Why do they call it a night Like it's the horse." So
0: <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, um, we know the girls are very good at coming up with uh with a cool name for a character as mm. well. Um, the one that stood out for me, we've already mentioned Bonnie Bombom, which, mm. uh, yep, Bon is getting a bit of lately um, <laughs> in this house, but also um, the other little character that's introduced to the game and it, it looks like. You know what these toys are called. Sylvanian families. Sylvanian families, yes. It looks like Sylvanian families are back on deck after family meeting. Yes. Uh, They were used very effectively in that episode that the US has seen now. Very exciting.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Um, Finally. Despite uh, all wind broken in that episode. Um, But the other little guy is called uh, Charleville. Charleville, (laughs) yeah. Oh, is it Charleville, Charleville? Charleville? Anyway. Yeah, but uh, a great town in central Queensland, uh, oh. so that jumped out at me. Um, the reason, I don't even know why I know this, but it is a very small town with some very large cannons oh. uh, in the middle of town that in a particularly bad uh, drought season, um A local man decided to shoot cannons at the clouds, hoping to break the drought. Did not work, but the cannons are still like front and centre in the middle of town uh, as a commemoration of this failed event. That is everything I love about a small town in Australia.
1: Pop a cloud, is that what his ambition was? Like, how did he think so? Yeah, (laughs) just to shake things up a bit. All right, so I think, um, yeah, Bandit's not the only one that needs to explain some things to, yeah. In, wow, that's, um,
0: yeah. I'm sure Charleville is known for other things, but, yeah, that, that is my favourite Charleville <laughs> fact. Uh, Amazing. Wedding cake head, also an excellent nickname in this episode.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you the one that caught my eye, Mary, and that uh-huh. is that they called the um that Bluey and Bingo called their knights. Um, I think Bingo calls hers Galahop, yeah, um, which is the name of um Bandit's horsey in horsey ride. Um, yes. yeah, what was it, Sparkle Shot and Galahop? Was it or oh, no, uh, sparkle. Mane. Yeah, sparkle something. Uh, definitely sparkle something. But... Um, but yeah, but Bandit is Galahop. So when Bluey says, I will be daughter of Galahop,
0: um,
1: she is the daughter of Galahop. So that's a nice like that. <laughs> little in joke for the fans like us. Well, whatever you call him.
0: Mine's called Galahop. Mine's called daughter of Galahop.
1: He moves by jumping.
0: Oh, yes. Horses
1: love jumping. Chili is in the kitchen as well, cooking, and she's cooking meatballs, and uh, that was one of the food options in the fridge post um, uh, musical statues. Ooh, a bit of continuity. Was... Yeah, so I'm wondering if this is when they finally get used up. So
0: yeah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Chili is in the kitchen, as you say. This episode are uh, all shot in one scene, which yeah, I one think little is, area. Yeah, is um kind of a the mark of a particular type of bluey episode to me, because obviously all the the building chaos in takeaway and also um and also sticky gecko, those are those two episodes are both kind of set up the same way, just, just one increasingly pressurized kind of scene. Like this episode to me didn't quite reach those levels of uh of just intensely stressful time um but but yeah with sort of edging in that direction did this episode stress you out Kate um no no I, I don't because we're know. relating more to Bluey than to Ben <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I think so yeah if that so was, right, why, why do we, we need, need to be know feeling about really stressful um I often like because it's sort of the girls are sat up on the side of the bench mm-hmm. you know the I don't know, what you call it, the kitchen counter? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Bandit's sort of on the other side while Chili's cooking in the sort of the kitchen area. And, um, yeah, I so often, it doesn't actually matter if I want them there or not, but if I'm in the kitchen doing something, the boys in particular just, quite often, like, come and just sit up and
0: uh-huh, want to yeah. do
1: something. So I'll try and, like, I don't know, blue tack down some pictures or something for them to colour in on the bench or, um Oh, that's a good know, one. Yeah, I gave Joe because he was sort of underfoot tonight and I just gave him like some empty bowls and spoons and I was like, oh, you do some cooking too and he just diligently tried (laughs) stirring stuff for 10 minutes. So that was good. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I think I was just sort of reflecting on what a, like, that for me felt really authentic, like having the sort of the game set up there and then Chilly handing over the cake pan towards Um, the end and
0: stuff like that to extend the game and... That was the yeah. ultimate moment of this episode for me. And actually talking about moments, the my Brene moment hits oh, really yeah. early in this episode. Oh, I don't know about me. you, but um but yeah, as we sort of the the back and forth of this episode starts with Bandit determined to teach Bluey. Bluey kind of not fussed one by the other, but bingo so determined to be part of this. Mm. Um the moment when Bluey says, you can help me, and even halves the ch- the chess pieces yeah. on her side to share with Bingo. Um, and Chili not really getting involved, but just says, oh, Bluey. Thanks, Bluey. Where's the dice? Oh, Bluey, with such, like, love in her voice and, like, it's almost a love heart eyes emoji kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just to... Like, it's such a nice moment from Bluey, but to just recognise that so nicely as well by Chili, I thought, um, yeah, when knowing where this episode is going to go and what Chilly is really focused on compared to Bandit, it was just such a nice, simple way that Bluey would have known you know what she was doing was recognized without making a big fuss and I thought that was really gorgeous. Oh
1: my god you have just unlocked this episode for me because Chili is focused on their hearts and what they're yes. doing yep. like for each other and how they're behaving where bl- bandits just trying to get them to focus on the strategy. and yeah. in. <laughs> wow okay I hadn't put that together until you just
0: said it but it completely makes sense. Uh, it took me a few watches to get it but you have to sort of get to the end to then go back and go. It was there all along. Like actually, yeah. Chili's not saying you know, drop everything and take care of their hearts. She's like, we are taking care of our hearts. We're already where we're meant to be, and mm. and you see that in Bluey and how she's um, sharing with Bingo and finding a way to include her right from the start.
1: Yeah, that's a really good Brene Brown moment, Mayor. Oh, I have yeah. a mind, um, you know, bandit like recognizing when to cut your losses because it lets. <laughs> you know, people yes, people know tend that. to view those things as a failure, but actually, it just opens up more space to kind of to try new things, you know. And if we're if we're so terrified of failing and that we have to complete things, even if they're failing. <laughs> then yeah. it's just going to be a recipe for disaster in comparison to, you know, like actually being like, okay, well, this isn't working out. We're going to call it and we'll leave space for whatever new comes in. Um, but I like your take much better, well, no, yeah. that,
0: I think we can just say there is so much Brene in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so much Brene and one amazing uh, chess in joke. <laughs> did you know what Deep Blue was, Kate?
1: <laughs> um I did
0: not. Um but
1: um my husband Tim knew it straight away and was like, well did you know about that uh, IBM created a computer that um you know apparently was like one of the most advanced
0: AI um, machine. And the I assume time, this yeah. was in the 80s as well. Perhaps this is why we didn't engage with chess. It was just the headlines of the day <laughs> were like you'll be beaten by a computer anyway. We're like, oh, why would we bother? <laughs> yeah, so they,
1: they built this computer program that could play chess and was, like, intuitive and, like, would apparently learn from moves put in to mm-hmm. how to play. Um, and then they got it to play, like, a world champion, I think, and it lost, Um, But then they did a rematch and it won. Yes. um, And I think there's been some movies or something made about it. um, Sounds plausible. Wikipedia. But, yeah, it sort of has that sort of vibe to it. But then, um, yeah, I – I don't know. I just quickly was reading it before we started recording. And it says, <laughs> I was just getting into the juicy bit where it was like, oh, the, but the world champion disputed that the computer wasn't Ooh. getting human help and all this sort of stuff. So did it happen? Did it not? Apparently IBM dissembled the computer afterwards. We will never oh, know.
0: wow. This is sounding very moon landing. Was this whole I know, thing staged?
1: Not, <laughs> sounding very shady, isn't it? Like, why would you get rid of the thing that's like meant to be the most advanced um, AI? But maybe they were. Like, oh no, it's too smart. I don't want
0: computers
1: pecking at world. Today, chess,
0: tomorrow, the world. Um, (laughs) Look, let's all be glad they dismantled it. That's very important. (laughs) Ooh, who is Castlehead? That's the rook. I'm going to who am Castlehead. Fine. Castlehead moves straight like this. Castles can't move. I said I am actually learning, like, I did not know any of the moves until this episode taught them to me. I must admit I haven't watched it enough times that I now know where all the pieces can go. But uh, we had mates over the other day and um, Bon was taught how to play chess uh, and is now constantly challenging me. So my whole Google uh, search history at the moment is where can the night go, where can the rook go? (laughs) Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, I'm not sure that he's actually been thoroughly taught. He's still like... I don't know, I think there's more pieces going through other pieces than are meant to go through other pieces and a bit of, like, that kind of action happening. Um, and also, yeah, he, he won't let me call the pawns the prawns, so I'm not particularly keen to play anyway. <laughs> like, I'm feeling very discriminated against here. Oh, but, yeah. But A six-year-old who does, is actually very interested in chess. So for some kids, perhaps it is the right age to teach and bandits not actually beyond the pale. Like, because Chile kind of dismisses his efforts out of hand from the start, but maybe more because she knows Bluey than she knows no six-year-old could ever learn how to play chess. Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: obviously Bonnie Bon Bon's um, (laughs) rocking it. Um, But, yeah, Bluey just seems to be more interested in, um, you know, the the narrative behind the game compared to learning all the intricate moves. I do love how she jumps in um, because Bandit sort of starts just being like, well, you know, I'm just going to start playing and the kids will pick it up. Um, And, yeah, and... She just sort of charges in there, like, to try and defend Bingo and her dying pieces. Now watch. This is how you take a piece. See?
0: (gasps) Galahop! It's okay. He just starts from back here. Oh, phew. No, he's dead. Galahop's dead? Of course he's not dead. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he's not dead. He's just out of the game. (laughs) The death bit was very, uh... Very sudden and confronting. <laughs> you can see why she leaps to poor Bingo's defense. Just the the reaction from, you know, tender hearted little Bingo who no one would ever want to upset in their lives. There is a dog on Kate's bed behind her.
1: He just jumped
0: up and it's <laughs> like, he
1: knows I'm podcasting. I'm not going to pull him off.
0: Now. Wow. He understands you so deeply. But look,
1: he's <laughs> actually just sat down like he's a, a cushion
0: to yeah. try and camouflage. Anyway, hey, where's Bingo? Oh, it's a lovely day for a picnic right. <laughs> I thought the queen could go anywhere. Louie, have your turn. Yeah, the, the chili jumping in is so funny because, you know, she's right there. Obviously it's not going well. You can see why she feels this needs, you know, this needs some perspective. But I'd come at this episode kind of thinking that perhaps. You know, Bandit really has to f- face up to his own expectations about the kids and his own insecurities. And I'm like, is this kind of Bandit's baby race episode? Yeah. But actually, I think I've landed that it's more a unicorn episode. Oh, <laughs> where Chili is just kind of, you know, takes a stand and spends the whole episode kind of obnoxiously undermining him. <laughs> <laughs> For like a, a greater good. <laughs> and I'm not sure how I, there's been a lot of criticism about unicorns for that very reason, like poor Chili having to suffer the unicorse,
1: but And why would I care? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. But without the catchphrases, uh, I feel like this episode, Bandit's doing a bit of suffering of his own.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really do actually agree with you on that. Um... Are you finished? Yes. It's not going well. It's no takeaway, like let's be clear about that. Like it's probably more just frustration you know and sort of
0: yeah, the suffering is kind of internal rather than yeah. you know swooping crows and yeah, trauma.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um losing your spring rolls or is oh, so just devastating, mm. right? Um but yeah. It's it's still stressful and I think we've all been there in that Oh, I'm gonna do this fun activity with my child and oh. they just are not willing to play by the rules, you know. <laughs> so yeah, but, so you need a chili in those situations to be able to step in and actually go, you know what? This is yeah. okay. You
0: and, know, yeah. And to take to be able like I think my second Brene moment of this episode possibly is what you've already said, the the moment where she hands over the big pan to Bingo mm. and that kind of the first time you watch it it looks a bit incongruous like you know Bingo's been playing up she doesn't want any part of this chess but she's got the pieces and why would B- B- Bluey uh why would Chili just hand her a pan yeah but it's like yeah. a spring form cake tin yeah. yes I think yeah, so yeah. and you kind of I don't know it's, it's it seemed look to me once Bingo had her little setup happening, I think it's a very insta an Instagram type thing using a big kind of flat tray with uh, sides. Uh, I think like it's called the hashtag is like invitation to play, where you just yeah, put yeah. a few different things in a in a one of these big pans, and kids make of a, uh, make their own world in the pan. Um, which is probably sounds ridiculous if you don't know what I'm talking about, but look up Invitation to Play on Insta. Oh, look, up <laughs> up,
1: look up our socials on Instagram because I think you shared a little video a while ago about um, I did exactly that. I've got like this round tray thing from Kmart. Ooh, yes. We did a little creek um, cut out from the Bluey magazine um, and Will was making it into his own little small world. I reckon that stayed... Around for maybe a month, um, and the kids just kept coming back to it every now and then. It was gross by the end, Mary. I do not recommend <laughs> keeping them for that long. But you know, but it was it was really sweet while it lasted. Um, and yeah, um, I follow this um, great new account that I found. Well, it's not a new account, but I've only just found it, so it's new to me. Um, called Five Minute Mum, and she's a oh, yeah. um, she's a lady in the UK who talks a lot about like her golden rule is you don't like tell kids hey come and play with this thing she yeah leaves things out for the kids to find and then when they find it they're more likely to sit there and play with it but she's all about you know the
0: visibility and like they have to find it and then Uh they play with it so yeah. Ah, so perhaps if you just left the chess set there, they'd eventually just teach themselves how to play chess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest, I think they would have gotten as much out of the game if that had happened compared to you know, like the end. Yeah, so, yeah. Mom, how do you beat Dad? It's easy, Bluey. Here we go. I can beat him in four moves. Ooh. Um, what but, did you think of Chili's monologue, Mary? You know about
0: like how she could beat Bandit in four moves. haha uh, look, it's. I think it would have meant so much more to me if I'd understood the rules of chess and realised. <laughs> <laughs> and Bandit obviously gives the commentary that all her moves are terrible in this monologue. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's very adorably demonstrated that, um, that yeah, even though she doesn't know chess, she does know what the girls need from them and it's not to just be kind of given this set of chess rules to to be you know, to fit into, but mm-hmm. it's kind of love and growth and, and all the things that we talk about every episode because it's all the things Bluey's about. So yeah, it's uh yeah. May not have been the most uh kind of realistic conversation <laughs> for me that's ever happened in Bluey, but but yeah, I, I thought it was uh pretty adorably done. Uh did you have highlights?
1: Um, I actually the highlight for me, um, you know, like I was like I found it sort of sweet what Julie was saying and everything, but the highlight for me was actually the girls' pool party after, and like oh. my my line of the episode is definitely um first things first, you're not dead. <laughs> so you're at a pool party. So, absolutely I just love I think that's applicable for so many things in life <laughs> and, you know first things first you're not dead so <laughs> uh,
0: so I love that as well and actually you know like the the monologue does get a bit deep like you wonder well what what are the kids getting out of the episode at this point but yeah the little heads disappearing I think is enough to keep kids interested and then yeah to see the scene kind of resurface as a pool party in this in this pan is um is hilarious yeah it's such a it's such a good way to end it first things first you're not dead okay you're at a pool party yay
1: But that completely, for me, was not a message for kids. That was for all the grown-ups who'd been watching the show with their kids at that
0: point. Right now, you kids are little prawns, but one day you'll be queens. And I won't always be there to protect you. So you'll have to look after yourselves. But I'm going to do whatever I can now to help you. Checkmate. Don't
1: worry about that. Their heads, you know, focus on their hearts, and it, it, it's a. It seems a little bit corny, almost, but it's really sweet, and I think memorable
0: for that reason. So, yeah. Look, I think yeah, absolutely. I'll, you know, a reminder that I need on the regular, um as I'm panicking that my child will not be a yeah. tennis slash piano slash violin slash anything but potentially prodigy. a chess prodigy. So you know, <laughs> yeah. like
1: you, you're there all, is still want. hope. Um, <laughs>
0: But, yeah, even um, because it's a pretty quick ending, uh, the the last laugh of the pool party, um, but then cuts to credits and I noticed even, you know, quite often in the credits uh, we see a character from that episode doing something random or like something they've done in the episode. But it was just um, the king and queen chess piece Aww. just standing there and kind of in a... If you looked quite closely, like with dust flying around, like like the morning scene of sleepy time, oh. which you know is always a very nice vibe. But yeah, king and queen, bandit and chili. Like I took that to mean this is an episode. You know, it's, oh, the king it's and for and the kings and queens. Five. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of just a, a final nod to the fact that uh, yeah, this one's this one's for the parents. But lucky, there was a pool party. We we kept the kids with us. <laughs>
1: um, one thing that I really love about this episode, Mayor, as of most episodes, is the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joff Bush has scored this so beautifully. Um, because he described it on Instagram as sort of like his version of. Uh, bolero, where you start off, you know, with um, like soft instrumentation and uh-huh. then it gradually builds with different instruments coming in and repeating the same theme. Um, but the the music is a musical representation of the back and forth between the girls and bandit, like your oh. move, then my move. So if you listen to the music, um, it's quite a simple repeating theme. It, first it goes up, it goes da-da-da. Da 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 one, two, three, like a move on a chess board. Yeah. And then, then it goes da 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 da. So it's going like um one side's going up and then the yeah. other side's coming down, almost like um chess pieces moving into the middle of the board. So yeah. from either side. And then um it sort of just has this lovely Simplicity to it, but then it brings in all these other instruments. So it starts off, you know, quite soft and simple, and then you get other instruments like um, violins and clarinets and things that really mm-hmm. just make it marry so beautifully. But always, um, the thing when you've got those very chord based um, compositions is that it gives a really strong sense of home. And I think for the girls, band it's home, you know, mm-hmm. like and 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 it gives them a, it gives you a feeling of finality and like result resolution as well. Yeah. So just yeah, very clever use. Um, Joff actually on Instagram credited um, one of the executive producers for something pretty special this episode, um, Charlie Aspin, Aspinall, mm-hmm. um, because he was saying that he sometimes gets a bit carried away and tries to overcomplicate the score. Uh And Charlie was the one who really encouraged him to strip it back and focus on what was important, which, you know, is such a fitting (laughs) message given this episode, right? So Totally. Yeah, he said, during the process, we cut out a lot of music from the start, which was for the better. It really let the episode build and breathe and highlight the important moments. Um. And he said uh, this was thanks to Blue producer Charlie Aspinall who often has this amazing insight as to how it's all feeling structurally as a whole, dragging me out of the weeds of the detail, which I definitely needed when scoring this episode. Um, theme-wise, I was trying to encapsulate the story, a whole little blarowy tune um, I was trying to capture the back and forth between Ben and the kids that goes nowhere and back to the start each time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, thought that was yeah, that's <laughs> really anything
0: involving children, ah, right. just the soundtrack for parenting. Ooh, <laughs> I'll be using that <laughs> da, 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 in the future. <laughs> <we're back>. Just <laughs> <then> we me back. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, I love, love that. <laughs> I reckon when we interviewed Joff last time, he said he was working on something Bolero-ish. Oh, um, maybe this so was perhaps it. this was all happening oh. in the background last time we chatted. Maybe. Uh, last time. We've interviewed Joff once. So, yeah, if you haven't heard that interview, <laughs> go back. It's a cracker. Uh, but, yeah. Love it. Um, as usual, Joff Bush, a uh, great MVP of this episode. But did you have a character MVP, Kate? I think it's chilly for me. Mm, yeah, right. I
1: thought she, you know, came in at the right time, sort of let Bandit run his own race, but then, you know, got involved when she needed to, coming in with the wisdom.
0: Because he's a good king. And you're a good queen. But a lousy chess player.
1: And you turned out fine.
0: Work on their heads later. For now, just hearts. Girl Getting can monologue. on the right <laughs> path. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. I, I'll give it to Chilli. <laughs> Look, I think... Um, for me, it's bluey, mm. uh because you know, kind of chaos coming at her from all angles, trying to teach chess, little sister wants to get involved, you know, who knows what mum's on about, but um yeah, <laughs> she just she's just a kind of keeps keeps her line through this whole episode, and you know it's a testament the the grace and the kindness, especially for bingo that she has. It's a testament to both parents, but, yeah, uh, I think Bluey for me. Oh, and my line uh, oh, yeah. was, it does go to one chili healer, uh, let it go deep blue <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to, z- to zing
0: It's so good.
1: <laughs> oh, it would have made Bill Shorten
0: proud, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Uh I think we're there. Um
1: I think so too. Do we have any mailbag or we know that now as Mary? Um
0: a cute uh everyone should know this now. Um the the chess pieces made me think of actually. I uh, recently on the Bluey socials, um saw a really gorgeous image shared that was a wooden carved gnome, like oh. the Gnome in Calypso. Yeah. And it was actually created by Jared Bishop, who's one of the animators on Bluey, um, who has been doing some, you know, as well as just making this amazing show, has been doing carving in his downtime. Uh, so he created this little gnome. Um, but he also, uh, if you have a look at his account, um created the two little characters from um, an episode we haven't recapped yet, but fairy tale. There's a sp- three seconds of the um, young Healer boys playing a Street Fighter equivalent and two kind of dog characters oh from this Street Fighter show. He has carved them from wood. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, I'm so excited. So yeah, so everyone uh should follow um his uh handle on Insta is at Jerry uh, underscore Attrick, Um and yeah, just get get around right. the A-T-T- awesomeness.
1: Let me find him.
0: Um, Jerry with a G? Yeah, G E R R Y underscore Atric. Like Geriatric, Atric um uh, so yeah, that's a, oh, yep. found him. Yep. that's a, we oh, all wow, know that Oh they look
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, quick couple pieces of mail bag as well, because we've been hearing from lots of people who have been doing the hard yards, catching up from the start, you know, have only found us recently started at the start of listening to Gotta Be Done and are finally there. One of them was lovely Katie in Adelaide who said, g'day. Uh, to say she finally got up to date with Tradies, uh, which was our most recent episode. Um, And she just wanted to say thanks for all the entertainment and parenting support via the podcast. Um, She's got a two-year-old daughter who also loves Bluey. uh, Brackets, although devastatingly, Peppa Pig has recently become her favourite. Oh, I feel that deeply. (laughs) Katie, that broken heart emoji is just what we're all feeling for you right now. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, yeah. her husband also occasionally tunes in to the point that when they were watching promises, he's like, "Oh, where do I know these voices from?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love it. Uh, thank you, very tapped in husband. Lovely to hear from you, Katie, and thanks for saying good day. Um, um, also, from a bit further afield, Lottie in London, uh, <laughs> said hi and um, started listening. Recently is up to February 2021 when she emailed us. So still a lot of still episodes ahead. Um, but yeah, she wanted to let us know. Oh, she's a music teacher, so she loves hearing the music chat. Go, Aww. Kate, and the texting with Joff. uh which she. <laughs> <laughs> um, I must admit we haven't had a texting with Joff segment no, recently since he started putting on it all Insta. in Insta. Yeah, <laughs> you know it was probably a deliberate. Speech. Yeah, look, maybe him, should we so. should we flip back? Could we get a like stalking Insta, Josh. Josh. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: we'll make it yeah. work yeah totally uh but Lottie has also made a duck cake uh and <gasps> sent us amazing photos um she nailed it it looks so true to the book um so yeah that's that's always very inspiring and mind-blowing that anyone pulls off a duck cake amazing. <laughs> so love hearing that on our email well, given you a recently over for Will's
1: sixth birthday and you witnessed me at, what was it, 11 o'clock at night trying oh. to like, it was like an episode of Nailed It with a six-layer rainbow cake, but like the icing just was not working. It was so painful. It was, it was amazing. It all came together. It did, thanks to sprinkles. <laughs> but like I just, yeah, my hat is off to anyone that even would attempt a duck cake because it's a
0: level of skill that I can only aspire to, yep. <laughs> no, Kate, you nailed it. We, we should share photos of that. Although, <laughs> actually, we can't share photos can't. of the Kate you made for will because there were some very controversial characters all over it, it was
1: the wrong dog family oh it was poor patrol and i don't know it's just yeah I'm um, he he said that he doesn't like bluey anymore mary and um, we need to have a talk about that offline actually because yeah i i don't know if i can sell him or not <laughs> so uh, yeah,
0: yeah look uh the, just take my approach and just randomly put it on in the background when the you know the boys aren't even paying attention <laughs> and uh, yeah they're chuckling away within five seconds so some yeah, subliminal for all messaging
1: the, perhaps for yeah all the
0: denials coming from two cool six year olds in our <laughs> lives. Uh no nah, I think blue is still front and center. It's in but their it hearts. It is we've,
1: in their hearts.
0: We've getting their hearts right, Kate. Getting a big poor patrol. Okay <laughs>
1: Yeah, when they were saying let it go deep blue, it wasn't talking about Chase. So, yeah. <laughs> You'll go, Bluey. Oh, I want my own chest team. Well, there's only two teams, Bingo. Love you. Love talking to you. And if you would like a bit more Got To Be Done In Your Life, you can find us on all the socials, on Facebook and Insta. We are at BlueyPod. Um, on Twitter, we are at Bluey Podcast, And you can email us. It's BlueyPod at gmail.com.
0: Please do um, tell us what you're getting right with your kids' hearts. <laughs> I need more of that in my life. It's it's so yeah. Uh, um Kate, I will uh, see you next week. But in the meantime, it's, it's
1: got to be, be done.
0: done. Bye. Bye. So this can be your team and this one's mine. Thanks, Bluey. Nice one, Bluey.
1: Uh, look, that's not Let a Let it go, Deep Blue.